This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry not to be there in person. I'm probably around the corner from you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Stephen, you are so well known here at Joy and um, like many years ago it was now that you even wrote a play for Joy and a lot of the on-air presenters were um, performed it and it was on at the Fairfax Theatre at uh, at the Arts Centre. So thank you for what you, what you did then because uh, it was very, very, very good of you to do it, to write that for us. Oh, it was my pleasure. Now, Yala, what is it about um, playwriting with you, Stephen? Yala, you've been doing it for many years now and you, you always like to have a bit of fun with your writing, don't you? I usually do, but I like to challenge myself, I think, more than anything else and that's probably why this play is a little bit different. I mean, I, people know me for writing pretty ribald sort of filthy plays sometimes or they have a <laughs> disgusting angle to them and, to them, and uh, it's usually uh, usually one-liners. I'm well known for the one-liners. So I think out of 60 plays, this is probably one of the biggest changes, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, even with the title, I, I thought it was just going to be one of your rollicking ones with it being called Rough Trade. Well, yeah. Spelled R-U-F-F, for it's Elizabethan. Originally, I started writing it in 2016 at, uh, when I was doing a show in Edinburgh. I went to one of my shows to Edinburgh. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you're so surrounded by history and all that anyway, so you, you just want to enjoy yourself and indulge in that. And so I wrote about nine pages of it in 2016, and then, of course, uh, COVID hit, and so I was... Uh, Finding, trying to find ways, projects that actually would be of interest to me. Sometimes I come up with an idea and then that's as far as it goes. Yeah. And I have lots of ideas, but, that, but then I don't get any further with it. So with this one, it was just a, a case of um, it fell in the right time, felt the right time to, fi- to finish it off and to find some actors who are willing to do it. And I was so lucky with this one, um, finding three fantastic actors who had actually didn't mind actually being challenged, uh, not just by my filthy sense of humour, but just um, <laughs> the odd little bit of nudity and things like that. Oh, okay. That. Right, yes, you're a bit known <laughs> for a that little as bit. well. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, like, can you give us a bit of a premise of, of what it's about? Uh, of course. Well, it's actually, the original idea is actually it's about two male prostitutes in 1593 in London, in Deptford, and one of them has become more attached to a client than he's usually expecting. And his other friend, his other sex worker, has disappeared for two years and makes an appearance. The client that the guy is meeting up with is uh, the famous playwright Christopher Marlowe, one of Shakespeare's contemporaries. Ah, right. So, it's, um, and if people know anything about Christopher Marlowe, they know that he was uh, killed in a fight in an inn in Deptford in London in 1593. Um, the true story may have been, there's still speculation about that, was that, um, that he had a, a, an argument with someone over a bill of fare, so, and um, died by, by his own knife. Whoa. And so that was the premise, actually. So that part I had pretty much an idea of what I wanted to do, and just, I like to say, I like to shoehorn my stories into someone else's history. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I did. 
uh, putting in them the two male processes and how they relate to Christopher Marlowe right. and what happens at his death. So it doesn't end well for Christopher Marlowe no. in the play. I won't, that's not a spoiler, uh, but there are <laughs> other things that are going on anyway. If anyone knows anything about Christopher Marlowe, they are going to know that actually that's what happened. And if you ever saw the movie Shakespeare in Love, yep. you'll know that's what happened as well. I think yep. it was beautifully played by Rupert Everett in the film. Yep, yeah. So that's where I was going from, from the start. So then was just getting a case of getting the actors in. And then once I had the actors I was really happy with, I decided to finish writing the play, which would have been a nice step. <laughs> and most actors um, that I work with, they say, well, look, as long as the script is written by the dress rehearsal, we'll be fine. <laughs> you start can be a little bit slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and do, you, do you still have a, a, a love of it, um, Stephen, after all these years of writing? I, I do. I haven't actually... Um, the last couple of years of actually allowing for the pandemic and all, I've actually been performing in some of these plays. Right. Um, which is a rarity for me. So I think the last three plays that are... Um, maybe I wrote them as a vehicle for me. I can't really tell. <laughs> but I was just think, think of other actors enjoying themselves and me not getting to have all the fun. <laughs> so, well, it seemed like I was having all the fun. So we ended up writing my version of... Um, the importance of being earnest as performed by three effing queens and a duck. That's and that right. seems to be in a perennial favourite in Edinburgh three times. It sold out completely. We did it last year in Dublin. We broke all their box office records for the International Dublin Gay Theatre Festival. So oh, fantastic. I've been performing that sort of thing. And yeah. Constantly. So we're having a wonderful time with that show. Yeah. So this time is actually it was time to actually get back into what I was trained to do, which is actually directing actors. Right. Just that happens that I actually write the scripts as well because it avoids paying any royalties, except, <laughs> except to me, maybe, if I'm lucky. Oh, uh, good on you. Yes, I don't have an agent screaming down trying to sell my play. I just um, just get them, them written and hopefully the actors are, are come along for the ride. And so tell us who is in the cast for Rough Trade. Three wonderful actors, uh, two of which I've not worked with before. Liam O'Kane I've worked with on Ernest on the few times he's been over to Edinburgh and Dublin. But uh, new actors... Gabriel Partison and Matthew Newell. Matthew's new to the mainland. He's been living in Tasmania all his life. And this is his first project outside of Tasmania. And, and, and what, what do you do? Is, uh, do you actually audition or is it, you know, like I've seen them in other plays? How, how do you, how do you choose your seen, cast? No, that's usually a combination. I had seen Gabriel before. Get another play uh, just previously, just uh, just recently. So I did approach him to do that one, and as soon as he had read the script that I'd written so far, um, he embraced that and said, "Yes, I'd love to do this." But then, of course, you had to have an audition as well. It was done by Zoom. I'm pretty lazy at leaving the house if I can help. But they gave all their feeling in their Zoom auditions, which was yeah. great. And the same with Matthew; yeah. he was recommended to me. And uh, he just auditioned over Zoom, and then it was a yes, and yes. You know straight away when you've got the perfect actors yep. who've never seen a script before, this script before, and then all of a sudden they just make the word sing. I thought, I can't believe I wrote that. Wow, wow. And, yeah, it must be a great feeling, yeah. Well, it's strange because it's a very formal dialogue occasionally, so it's not something you would be normally used to in a modern play. So they embrace that, and it just makes it sound like natural dialogue, which mm. is fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. All right, well, um, and, and you're, you're playing it. Have you performed at uh, Motley Bauhaus before? No, this will be a first time as well. I've seen one show there before, but this is actually, it's very intimate. 
Yep. So you can reach out and touch an actor. Don't, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is one scene when actually you can say one of the actors could be just looking for a new proctologist. He's so close to the audience. <laughs> Brilliant. And it's on, when, when's it on, Stephen? It's currently on now. It's on from Tuesday, Tuesday to Saturday for the next two weeks up until February the 10th. Right, brilliant. At the Motley Bowers at 7.30 p.m. And what's it called? It's a lovely show. They're rough trade. Rough it's trade. very, very naughty at the start, um, but you were may, may need tissues by the end of it, one reason or another. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and, well, thank you for bringing all the, the, the joy you bring with uh, your plays. They're always a treat. And uh, and My it's part pleasure. of and it's part of Midsummer, uh, so you just go That's to the Midsummer exactly right. and book there. That's right. R U double F. Yes, R U double F. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Lovely chatting with you. Thanks. And you have a great afternoon. Thanks, Bye. Thank you so much. We've been talking to Stephen Dawson, writer of Rough Trade here on Joy ninety four point nine Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.